kick the show Democratic Debate Night 2 reaction. Uh, let me say it again. Welcome in. Facebook was just catching up with us. Uh, a lot of fireworks tonight. To the extent that last night we watched and nothing really took place, I didn't think there was anything that fundamentally altered the calculus of the Democratic race. I thought tonight, let me start right right off the top with my biggest conclusion. Joe Biden was awful. Joe Biden, and I don't know if anybody else is going to have this opinion, but I watched all two hours. I wasn't flipping back and forth and uh, getting my attention adjusted like last night with the Vanderbilt-Michigan game and the U.S. men's soccer game against Panama. Joe Biden was really, really bad. He sounded old. He didn't speak clearly. Uh, he oftentimes stumbled over his answers and I'm not necessarily going to attribute it solely to his age because Bernie Sanders was standing right next to him and Bernie was out of completely normal mind control Bernie, right? He's screaming at us. He's yelling at us. He looks like the crazy professor uh, from Back to the Future. But Bernie is quick. He responds smoothly and articulately when he is questioned. I don't know how much of that might be that Bernie has been in the trenches fighting in a campaign more recently than Biden has. I don't know what happened here but Biden looked really bad. All right, And it started early for Biden when that idiot congressman Eric Swalwell or whatever his name is we're going to get to his stupid comment about how he looks at what his kids wear when they go to school every morning so he can die so he can identify them in a morgue. I mean, what kind of world do you live in if you're saying that or even thinking about that? I send two kids to school every day. I can barely remember what they're wearing. I don't hardly know what I'm wearing unless I look down right now. But early on in the debate, he attacked Biden based on his age. How Biden couldn't have anticipated that his age was going to be a part of the discussion I have no earthly idea but how did he not have an immediate response to that? That I thought was a big flaw and look I like Joe Biden. I voted for Joe Biden twice to be vice president. I still think Joe Biden at least on paper has the best of the uh, resumes to go after Donald Trump because he can go directly into the industrial Midwest and compete for all these guys uh, that, that flip their votes from Obama to, to Donald Trump and that change the outcome in Michigan, change the outcome in Ohio, change the outcome in Wisconsin. All of those states, Pennsylvania, is where this battleground is actually going to be fought. But Joe Biden wasn't ready. I mean, Joe Biden looked like the number one seed that comes out into the NCAA tournament. They looked like you, He looked like UVA last year and gets run by Mount St. Mary's. I mean, really, on that stage tonight, there were four people, I think, could get the Democratic nomination. I thought that Joe Biden, as bad as he was, Kamala Harris was better than Joe Biden by far. Now, let's go to the second big incident, and I think the one that's going to get the most attention, and that was Harris essentially saying, Joe Biden, I know you're not racist, but you do a lot of things that racists have done in your past. And Joe Biden, how could he not have been prepared for that line of attack either? Dude, you're old and you did some stuff 
back in the day that is going to be controversial with the left wing, right? You know what their attacks are going to be. Did they not drill you? Did you not take your preparation seriously enough? Why were you not ready for what were going to be readily apparent attacks? I I am troubled by the way that Joe Biden responded. When somebody comes at you, you got to come back at them harder. And that's where I'll give Donald Trump credit. You may not like Trump, but if somebody steps to him, he throws a punch back harder. And I understand Joe Biden's perspective of, oh, I'm running a campaign against Donald Trump already. I'm not running against the other Democratic candidates. But when they get you in the ring and start throwing punches at you, you got to stand up and show that you can counterpunch and that you can come back hard because that's what Democrats want to see for a debate against Donald Trump where they know that Trump is going to come after you aggressively. And Kamala Harris, I thought she oversold it with the fake tears and the I was part of the second group to ever get bust and you were opposed to it and all these things. But Joe Biden should have come back and been presidential. He should have said, and I'll give you the line. Like if I've been writing this for him, you know the attack is coming at some point. Kamala, I appreciate the struggles that you went through and I hope that the future generations don't have the same struggles when it comes to getting a good education and making sure that they're comfortable in school. But here is the truth. The reason why we made the progress that allows you and many other people who are of diverse backgrounds to be on this stage today competing for the greatest office in the world is because of some of the things that I have worked on over the last 30 or 40 years. And sometimes, in order to make good things happen, you have to talk to bad people. That's the art of politics. I understand the idea I like everybody that's on this stage right now. I wish that one of us would get elected president and kick Donald Trump's ass in 2020. But no matter who wins in 2020, part of being president is dealing with bad dudes. And I love the idea that only good things can come from interacting with people from your own party. But the truth of the matter is Republicans sometimes have good ideas. And you know what also happens? Sometimes Republican ideas mixed with Democratic ideas end up serving the country better than just Democratic ideas or just Republican ideas. That is the art of compromise. That is the art of politics. I have done it before. I will do it again. I will be a better president than anybody else on this stage and I will be an infinitely better president than Donald Trump. So I understand that everything that I've done over my career is not going to make everybody happy but it's led us to this point right now where I'm on the stage and I'm ready, prepared, and trained to go kick Donald Trump's ass in this general election. I will do it. Let's roll. Okay? Boom! You pivot from the attack that is being levied against you that is attempting to brand you as a racist and you turn it into a pledge to the American public about how you're going to kick Donald Trump's ass instead. You go from allowing her to attack you to you pivoting into an attack on Donald Trump. That is what a skilled politician would have done in Joe Biden's situation. I'm doing it live without any preparation at all. He's had months to prepare for the lines of attack that were delivered tonight and he couldn't parry them He couldn't pivot from them. He couldn't address them. He couldn't in any way 
manage to get himself out of the mud pile that he had fallen into. And in the process, I think, myself, I have serious issues with wondering how he's going to be able to handle things with Donald Trump if he couldn't handle things with Swalwell and with Kamala Harris. All right, so that's my thoughts on Biden. Now, I thought that Kamala Harris came out. I think she knows that her presidential ambition was hanging by a thread and she was the equivalent of the team that's down 2-0 in the series and is coming back home and they know that they got to win or else the series is over. She came out guns blazing from the get-go. She delivered some good lines. I thought Kamala Harris had the best performance of any Democrat either yesterday or today in terms of what she was able to accomplish on the debate stage. Uh, I thought that Mayor Pete did a pretty good job uh, handling and making himself seem reasonable even if many of his positions are very left-wing. All right? Uh, I thought that, uh, that the only other person on the stage who could end up getting the nomination is Bernie Sanders. But Bernie Sanders at this point is a known uh, entity. You know what Bernie Sanders is going to say. There was no real surprise, no real shocking moment that came out of Bernie. He still seems like he's playing Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm to me. He leans over, he grabs the lectern, and he just yells at all of us about how socialism is the answer. And if you want things to change, you got to pick Bernie Sanders. I thought there were several moderate guys Hickenlooper in particular saying, hey, I'm a capitalist, right? I I think that Joe Biden should have said I'm a capitalist, right? I I am troubled as a middle-of-the-road guy who has voted most of the time for the Democrats by the denigration of capitalism which continues to be one of the primary themes of these debates. I like that Hickenlooper was willing to stand up and say, hey, you know what? Capitalism could be good and maybe it makes sense to work with the oil and gas companies when we can. (laughs) That seems reasonable to me. Uh, the people that the two that I thought were totally out to lunch. By the way, Illibrand, however you pronounce her name, Kristen uh, Kirsten Gillibrand or whatever her name is, the senator from New York. I thought she was pretty good. I thought she was pretty solid as well. I also liked that I didn't feel as much like I was being falsely sold. There was no Spanish. Nobody was competing to see who could speak Spanish better. That felt totally artificial to me last night. Like from Beto was trying way too hard. Um, the two people who were awful were Eric Swalwell or whatever that guy's name is the guy on the end how did he get on the stage? If that dude can be on the stage I should be able to be on the stage. He was awful. And then this Marianne Williamson person I have no idea what's going on with her but she said she was asked what is the first thing that you are going to do if you are president? She said she was going to call the president of New Zealand and say girl it's on over where kids have a better life to grow up. If we are now having to call New Zealand and argue with New Zealand about whether America's better than New Zealand there's like 3 million people who live in all of New Zealand. The first thing you would do if you were president is call the leader of New Zealand and say girl it's on we're going to have better kids raised in America than you raised in New Zealand. I I was like is this real life? Is she actually on the stage saying this? That's a pretty direct question. What's the first thing you want to do when you actually end up on uh, as president? And she said she was going to call New Zealand and argue about who exactly was in better shape. Um, The Swalwell line and I tweeted this I mean there were a couple of things he said that I thought were ridiculous but the one line he said was he said we're going to break up 
with Russia and get back with NATO or something like that and I heard it and all I could think about was Veep and I, I legitimately think you now sometimes I say like everybody needs sometimes like I, I think I'm pretty reasonable right if you come to me with a problem I think I can diagnose it I think I'm a thoroughly reasonable person every political candidate needs a director of common sense and be like hey I got this idea I'm going to say we're going to break up with NATO and uh, get or break up with Russia and get back together again with NATO I'll be like yeah that's not I mean you think that sounds like a good line but you're not freaking Taylor Swift trying to drop singles All right, it's an awful line and you're going to look ridiculous saying it Uh, but it wasn't even the most ridiculous line he said I was watching this I was like whoa is this real life? He said Eric Swalwell this dude said he memorizes what his kids wear to school so he can identify them in a morgue if they get shot. On its face I cannot vote for anyone for any electoral office who is so terrified of a remote possibility of something happening. I take my kids to school my uh, first grader and or second grader I can't even keep track of what grades they're in second grader and fifth grader this year. I think every parent at some point in time has thought how awful it would be if a Sandy Hook situation happened at their kid's school. At some point in time I refuse to believe there's any parent who hasn't thought of that. That's normal. Memorizing what your kids wear so you can identify them in a morgue is freaking abnormal. Alright? You don't have any possibility of getting my vote if you are saying you're doing that. First of all because I'm not sure whether it's true. Secondly because I think you're crazy. Alright? Also he later said he has a two-year-old and an infant because he was bragging about changing diapers. If you have a two-year-old and an infant what school are they going to? Preschool? Is your like do you have like I don't even know that he's got kids in school. So he might have been lying about that entire process. So I I, I just I I thought he was awful. I thought Marianne Williamson was awful. All you people out there want to tell me about how Yang is great. I thought he was mediocre. The only thing he did that was notable was not wear a tie. I didn't think he was very engaging. I didn't think he was very enjoyable. Like I, I mean, am I crazy? Tell me if I'm crazy on this. I think I could have done a better job on the stage tonight than at least half of the candidates that are up there. I didn't think they showed much emotion. I didn't think they showed much facial expression. Even something like Joe Biden. I thought Joe Biden from the moment he looked out did he have Donald Trump's makeup artist? He looked out of sorts with his makeup the way that he was looking the whole night. I thought that there was just a really bad other than Kamala Harris who I thought did pretty well and I thought she over-emoted and I thought she fake cried when she called Joe Biden a racist while saying I don't think you're a racist but you do a lot of right things that racists would do which is just an unbelievable backhanded attempt to cut Joe Biden's legs out from underneath him and he was unable to respond in any way. I, I just I, I, I thought again I don't want to sound like Donald Trump but a lot of low energy on that stage outside of uh, Bernie Sanders who always has high energy 
outside of Kamala Harris and outside of that crazy-ass Swalwell dude uh, who was just throwing out all sorts of insanity. Uh, so those are my thoughts. Uh, the most memorable exchange uh, will be the Kamala Harris and Joe Biden because that was Harris trying to elevate herself into the top tier of candidates and drag Joe Biden back down into the pack and raise a lot of questions about whether or not he is fit to be president. And I think that there were uh, a lot of issues with, uh, with Joe Biden tonight. And again, I thought Kamala Harris was the best performer um, on the stage in terms of making arguments tonight in the, uh, in the situation. So uh, that is my thoughts in general. Uh, I thought there was, what, like, for instance, there's a lot of things I think the Democrats said tonight that'll be tough to, 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 to swallow when you actually get into a general election campaign. I don't think your average person out there is going to be uh, 100% okay with uh, undocumented immigrants, for instance, getting insurance, right? Like, I, I think there are a lot of people who are going to have issues with that. Um, and again, um, I, I, I understand the purpose of, uh, of going after Trump, but I didn't think they actually went after Trump enough if I'm Joe Biden. And again, I thought Joe Biden had an awful night. I thought Kamala Harris had a good night. Mayor Pete was fine. Uh, I, I thought that he showed that he belonged on the stage as a pre premier candidate. And I thought that Bernie was Bernie. Right now, I would say Kamala Harris, if you want to know my overall take from the two nights of Democratic debates, it would be this. Kamala Harris was in danger of falling out of the race, right? Of getting left behind. Leaving the first debate, I think the Democrats would be well advised to be down to five candidates by the time they have the next debate. That's my personal opinion. I think the five that have a chance to get the nomination, I think Kamala Harris put herself back in the running. Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren from last night, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Mayor Pete. And of those five, I think that Kamala Harris had the best debate performance and I think that Joe Biden had the worst debate performance. I said yesterday that I really liked, for instance, Tulsi Gabbard. I thought she was great, uh, but I don't think she has a chance to actually get the nomination. Challenge I think the Democrats are going to run into. The challenge that I think Democrats are going to run into is this. Why would you drop out of the race? It used to be that you had to raise a lot of money in order to remain a viable candidate because of all the television ads that you needed to buy during the primary season. You get so much free media now with all of the television networks, MSNBC, Fox, CNN, Everybody is desperate for new content. Social media is so huge. Facebook, Periscope, where I'm talking now. Why would you drop out of the race even if you aren't raising very much money? I think there's a good chance that the Democrats, even those who recognize that they're not going to get the nomination, it used to be that as soon as you realized you didn't have a pathway to the nomination, you would slink off the stage and leave everybody else to fight it out who still had a pathway to the nomination. I think a lot of people are going to want the attention. Why would Marianne Williamson ever drop out of the Democratic primary? Why would this crazy loser Swalwell ever drop out of the Democratic primary? Those guys are going to get infinitely more attention by staying in the race which they never had a chance to win to begin with than they would by dropping out. And I don't think they succumb to pressure from the DNC or the Democratic Party to leave either. So I think the race is going to remain crowded which makes it hard to coalesce around a candidate which means that I think right now based on what I saw in this primary uh, debates 
I think there's a chance that the DNC has got a major issue and that maybe, possibly, we could even have a situation where the Democrats enter their convention without a candidate who has gotten enough of the vote in order to, to, to grab the nomination. So I think we could have a contested Democratic nomination uh, in, uh, in 20, the 2020 campaign in 2019 next summer. So uh, anyway, this is all fascinating. I think it's potentially a mess. Marianne Williamson is going to win with love. And I, your boy here, always win with love as well. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. If you enjoy it, share it with your friends. I'll be live tomorrow morning uh, breaking down all the world of sports on Fox Sports Radio. 6 to 9 a.m. Outkick the Coverage. Paul Feinbaum, by the way, fantastic on my new podcast, Wins and Losses. If you haven't checked it out, go download it. Go listen to it. I guarantee you'll love it. Uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Kisses. Winning with love every day, just like Marianne Williamson. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. See ya. Love you. Thank you, Facebook. See y'all.